Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, thanks for listening to the show. Join your hosts, Bill Alfstead and Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans, welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alfstead, sitting down with co-host Keith Myers here to talk Seahawks football. We are back after a, a very tough, uh, humiliating uh, loss at home against the 49ers on Thanksgiving, 31-13. to That doesn't even begin to tell the tale, really. Uh, Seattle sits at 6-5 and five now, two games back in the NFC West, uh, if you had the tiebreaker. Uh, you can add a, uh, another game in there. Uh, six games remaining against Dallas next, and then the 49ers again and the Eagles. Uh, it's a it's a gauntlet. We've talked about it before, uh, but this is definitely gut gut check time. Uh, gut check time, Keith. Um, what are your just initial thoughts, and how do you kind of want to go with this thing today? Well. I mean, we can kind of go through and look at, at some of, of how it happened and, and all of that. But I think for a portion of this season, it looked like this team, the Seahawks were, you know, they just needed to put it together and they would be ready to compete. And I think after this game, it's pretty clear they're, they, they're not going to. There's That's definitely not who a they gap. Are. Yeah. There, there is a talent gap still. And, um, while disappointing because we thought they were better. Um, well, they're now six and five, right? This is a just above 500 team. And I think that's maybe about right. Um, if this team ends up nine and eight, I think we'd all feel okay with that. Not we wanted better, but I mean, just like that they played to their, maybe they played to their talent level. And that's 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 concerning, um, but that's kind of the expectation at this point. Yeah, you know that is the the concern. You know, you you take a look at the the draft from 2022. Um, that really kind of helped us get over the Russell Wilson hump and be more competitive than everyone thought that we would. And we ended up finishing the season nine and eight. We were one and out in the playoffs, but we got there. Uh, this year, you're, you're kind of uh, raising expectations. You've got another draft. You've got some free agency wins. And your quarterback is in his second season of um, beating expectations and uh, in this offense. And so your expectations are, at least ours were, and most people uh, had this as a top 10 offense, potentially top five. Uh, we drafted and invested into the running back position in Ken Walker and Zach Charbonnet, uh, in both in the second round and, uh, the offensive line looked like it was going to, to come together and really be a strength of this team. Uh, the defensive line was completely revamped, but looked to be improved. Uh, Nuasu coming back on a, on an extension, um, 
adding some pieces in free agency. Um, Drew Mott Jones being the primary guy and going out at the trade deadline and um, getting Leonard Williams. And things have just not turned out the way that anybody thought that they would. They've regressed on defense even uh, from last season statistically. Um, and the offense is just nowhere near as competitive as we thought that they would be. They just have an amazing amount of issues um, scoring the football and moving the ball uh, consistently. There's no consistent identity in this team, I think, is is one of the big issues. Um, you know, Seattle's lost three of its last four games. Uh, the one that they did win took a walk-off field goal, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Against Seahawks the bad are seven, team. Seahawks are 17 of, of 64 on third downs in the last five games. 17 of 64. Three of third, uh, three of eleven on third down against the 49ers, thirtieth in the NFL. Um, we have three total touchdowns in the last four games, uh, including Brooks, uh, Brooks pick six in in that defensive score. Um, you know, we again we were expected to have a top ten offense, but uh, in week uh, twelve here we sit at twenty first overall, nineteenth in scoring. Uh, which is a clear regression last year. Last year we were ninth. Um, and we've got better tools, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before the buy, the Seattle was averaging 27.8 uh, points per game. In the past seven games, we're averaging 16.9. And that includes the pick six. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's hard because uh, there's so many issues that, it's hard to put your finger on any one that if you figured it out, you could improve or you could win more games or score more points. And it's just not that simple. Um, but <laughs> you know, so, so what happens in these situations is you get an over-exaggerated response to a loss like this, um, to where the coach's job is on the line now. The offensive coordinator is horrible, has never called a, a single good play in his life, and he needs to go. Um, the running backs are trash. Geno Smith is awful, um, et cetera. You can just go on and on. So really, I, I think for me, cathartically, is just kind of wash this thing out, figure it out, go through some of the numbers, find out really what the expectations were at the beginning of the season, where they're at now, and maybe we missed a little bit, and just kind of understanding if we are in that two-year, second year of a three-year rebuild, what exactly does that mean? Does does Pete Carroll hang on and continue to finish this thing out and and look towards that uh, opportunity? Or is this it? And uh, is this it for Gino? And does this team push the reset button again with the offensive coordinator in 2024 and somehow or another uh, get better on defense with not a lot of resources um, for this this coming season, including giving away a second-round draft pick for that Leonard Williams deal and not having a lot of cap space? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. They've got... Um... 
this team has a lot of talent. Um, and mm-hmm. they've had a couple of good drafts. And uh, it's hard to say that Shane Waldron's the problem when look at what happened last year. Um, and I mean, he took a team that had a fairly poor offensive line and Geno Smith at quarterback and made them, you know, a top five offense for most of the year. Um, greatly outperformed any expectation. And so, yeah, it's hard to look at that and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely the problem. Um, what we've seen is regression um, by our quarterback. We've seen regression by our offensive line um, because Cross got hurt and then hasn't been as good since he came back. But he, you know, some of that's due to the injury. They've been been without Abe Lucas this entire year. Um, possibility they'll get him back this week, and that would be a big upgrade. Um, Pete said he's going to play against Dallas. Which is expected. I mean, I think he was could have gone um, on Thursday, but he they chose not to um, because they don't, they didn't get a chance to practice, um, and so because of the Thursday game. So I think waiting and then doing this week, I think that makes way more sense for them. Um, and then, but overall, like you look at at uh, when your your quarterback regresses and isn't playing as well, your offensive line isn't as playing as well. Um, it's going to create problems. And I think ultimately what we need to look at is um, looking to the future. It's time to get Oluwatimi more playing playing time. It's time to get Bradford in there over Haynes um, at every possible uh, instance. They need to get Abe Lucas back and in there um, because they need to realize that, okay, these guys, you know, Haynes isn't, he's not the future. He shouldn't even be the present. Um, so let's get someone else in there. Um, you know, let's, uh, Jason Peters is, you know, 74. Um, he's not a guy that you're expecting to, to, to be with his team, um, beyond this year. It's why are you, why play him at this point? He's not a, not definitely not an, not, um, giving you any kind of upside. Just a note, too. He played 16 snaps. He was injured. Forsyth came in, finished the game. Yeah. And it um, sounds like Lucas is coming back, so that should be a non-issue. Yep. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's time to time to do the, Unfortunately, what you don't so, have is a young quarterback that you could go and throw in and see how what they're going to do. Yeah. So. Well, here's the deal, though, too, Keith. And we've talked about this, and we knew that this gauntlet was coming up. We're 6-5. and five. We're still, in, you know, we're the last seed in the wild card and there's a little gap there too. And we've got three games where we could likely lose, but we've also got three games at the end of the season. We could likely win, get to into the playoffs. Do you blow it up to that extent at this point? Or do you just keep trying to run the thing back? I know it sounds weird to kind of run it back with the same personnel and the, you know, every week, but, um, you're still in an opportunity where you're trying to give your team the best chance to win. And it's hard to know if replacing those players, as you suggest, 
gives the team the best chance to win or it just gives us experience to look forward into the future. And it's hard to do that in the NFL. Yeah, I know. But I'm I'm not saying like, oh, let's just, you know, let's tank the season away. I'm saying like from what we've seen, Bradford's been better than Haynes. And he's a younger player. And I know you want to go with experience because you're worried about mistakes and whatever, but sorry, Haynes hasn't been good. So make the switch. Um, you know, I look Evan at... Evan Brown's been struggling in the middle, especially against the, the really good defensive lines we've been facing lately. Yeah, he played... There was a chunk in the early in the season where he was actually playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't played well in a while. It's time to move on. So, um, yeah. How about it? How about it, quarterback Keith? Seahawks have gotten uh, twenty possessions without an offensive touchdown, um, and they've averaged eight points a game against Baltimore, Baltimore, Los Angeles, San Francisco over the last four weeks. They've failed to reach three hundred yards on offense. Um. You know, just a ton of times we've we finished with 220 yards in this game. It's the third time this season, Seattle was held to under 225 yards. Uh, it's it's just been a struggle. Um, and, and then, you know, with the struggles with Gino and the and the line protections and so forth, you end up having that struggle permeate throughout so dk medcalf for example has been targeted 80 times this season but has 43 receptions mm-hmm. some of those are because they're just uncatchable balls you know or or or, or rushed or or behind some of them are dk medcalf's just been dropping them I, I don't know if that's a result of him just kind of tuning out um not being engaged or whatever but in this game he was targeted nine times had three receptions for 32 yards just a non-factor um, you know, it's, it's, it's just been a, it's been, it's been hard to watch. It's just hard to watch. We kind of know it was coming. It doesn't mean it's easy to watch. It doesn't mean it's acceptable or we, um, you know, we're, we're not trying to make excuses for it or whatever, but this clean, it's, it's hard to watch a team where you had expectations at a certain point and realize that the talent gap is still there, even though. They've made all the investments. They've jettisoned some of the poorer play, uh, poorer players last year. Got in what we thought was a better roster overall. I think everyone agreed that it was a better roster. And it just turns out it's not. Um, Either it's not a better roster or the coaching has regressed too as well. Shane Waldron, while he has um, dialed up some great plans, especially early in the season, I thought, had some some nice play calls, uh, timely calls, and so forth. But since that bye week, man, it's just been awful. the 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 consistency has just been horrible. The calling of you know on third downs and so forth uh, clearly is something's wrong. I mean, we're ranked thirtieth in the NFL for a reason. We've got the personnel, but we're we're just not um, executing. And I, I know that comes from a number of different areas including coaching but uh it's 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 been tough um and then you go you look on the defense you know the run defense from week one to eight seahawks ranked seventh in epa first in success rate in week eight through 12 of course nuasu's not in the lineup anymore seattle's uh, 32nd in epa success rate is 30th 
we're just not good. Um, Baltimore and San Francisco combined had 450 yards rushing against us. Seattle's defense overall ranks 23rd now, 21st in points. We were, you know, in that first eight games, we were close to top 10. That's really fallen off, really fallen off. And it's both sides of the ball. And I think one of the reasons they've fallen off so much because the offense has fallen off. Like, we can't keep any drives going. You know, you take a look at the time possession over the course of the year. We're just middling there. And um, it's just a it's a confluence of poor play overall. And it's it's hard to watch. It just is. You know we're 6-5, and five, but you also know this team really doesn't have a future in the playoffs. It's just not equipped to beat teams that are equal or better than us, talent-wise. Talent yeah. I mean, I think um, – I don't know. I, I think at this point we're um, – we had, we've had questions about Clint Hurt from the beginning since he – like he – as the defensive coordinator, I I think those have not been answered, um, and I think that's part of it. But I will look on on the offense. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not um, I'm not convinced it's a Shane Waldron problem, and um, so I, I think it's more of a um, I think it's more of a Geno Smith problem. He just is not playing this year the way he played last year. So, I mean, that's just. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting pressured. I mean, San Francisco had six sacks. They pressured him a ton. They hit him more. Um, our offensive line was, was playing poor. I, I watched the clock as far as the amount of time that he had to throw, and he was getting uh collapsed upon touched hit pressured or sacked within two seconds on multiple plays i mean their their defensive line is stellar there it just is oh yeah and, and they collapsed those those pockets with four-man rush all game long they they really didn't have to blitz if they did it was just for practice because they they just were getting to him with four guys now that is seemingly making excuses for Gino. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying that is a definite contributing factor is this offensive line play to why Gino is regressing a little bit. And, you know, you take a look at the wide receiver corps, the, uh, the running backs, the, the tight ends, Gino has all the tools he had last year plus some. Mm -hmm. And so the, the difference is the offensive line, possibly the play calling, and Gino's just seeing different things this year than he did last year. You, you play against different defenses. They've got more tape on them, et cetera. So, yeah. So what do you do to kind of get through this gauntlet and imp try to improve at the same time on things you've been struggling with all year, regardless of opponent? Um mid-season where, where you're, you know, traditionally a Pete Carroll team will kind of kind of rev this thing up a little bit and get ready for the playoffs. And this team, I don't know, that has that ability. Seems like we're if we do get to the playoffs, which now is really dicey, iffy for sure, uh, would be backing in and one and done. I mean, I don't know that you can really argue any other way. Um, 
So how do you kind of approach this uh, remaining uh, six-game stretch? I mean, um, I think you've got to... They're still six and five. They're still in the playoff hunt. I think you've got to go after it, um, even if you lose these next three um, against, you know, real, you know, good competition uh, that all seem to be playing really well right now. Um well, you, Seattle, San Francisco came in much faster, much more physical, and better prepared to play both sides of the ball uh, in the, in this game. So it's it's a it's talent, it's attitude, and it's coaching and execution. Uh, we're losing all three phases here, uh, and almost every time we line up on the on the field, um, one of those one of those things would help us. What, improving on one of those things would help us but we're not, we're just i don't know yeah it's, just, it's a struggle it is um yeah i mean i just look at i look at all this and i go okay well, if we're going to um if we're going to do you know do this as a um as a team like you've got to You've got to do something to mix things up. You can't just keep running out the same thing and expecting it to happen. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, let's give Drew Locke a shot and um, see if he creates a spark. Maybe that's all the team needs. I think that the defense is doing um, enough most weeks to 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 get the job done. To me, the problem is on the offense. Um and so make some changes. Like I said, if it's if you want to play different offensive linemen, cool, go for it. You want to um, make a change at quarterback? I'm not convinced that's going to help, but sure, feel free, try. Um, but I would say, okay, what we're doing isn't working in terms of our game planning and and that kind of stuff. Let's change what we're doing. And you know, Waldron's been doing. A uh, like in this last game, like the offense was did nothing in the first half. Um, made some great adjustments, came out, did some things. The offense moved the ball pretty effectively. Um, I think the most improved the adjustment half. was attitude. Like they it, just they 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 didn't want to get smacked in the mouth anymore. Finally, um, you know, Charbonnet played eighty eight percent of the snaps in this game, but had three carries in the first half. Um, they had three carries as a group in the first half and, um, Dallas was the only other running back to take it, uh, any snaps. And he had seven snaps in the, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's tough, you know, in their six wins, the Seahawks have averaged 116 yards rushing and a plus turnover ratio of six. In their five losses, they've averaged 71 yards rushing and negative uh, two in turnover ratio. I mean, it does come down to turnovers and and, and clock management a little bit. Um, and I, you know, that's that's kind of kind of it. We play from behind quite a bit. Our defense seems to not be ready to go out the gate. In fact, uh, both um, Jarek Reed, uh, Jaron Reed, sorry. Um, and Jordan Brooks basically kind of said the same thing. It's like we we were just not ready to play 
um, which kind of points to a coaching thing a little bit. But Jaron Reed said, it's gut check time. Guys need to check in with themselves and ask, are they playing with the, with the passion and the heart that they need to play for us to win games? Because right now, we've got to pick it up. We have got to pick it up. Jordan Brooks said he didn't think the defense came out ready to go. First drive, they were running the ball, throwing the ball. I don't think we were all the way there mentally. That's why we ended up with seven points right. That's why they ended up with seven points right out of the gate. And then Pete Carroll talked about not being ready and not using players to the best of their um, you know, ability and, and putting players in position to be successful. He talked about the idea that he was going to uh, start to get more involved in third down calls, specifically on the offense. I don't know if that's good or bad, but whatever's <laughs> whatever we've been doing is not good. So, you know, if he needs to kind of step in and, and rein Waldron in a, a little bit on the, the deep routes on third downs and so forth, considering our pass blocking failures, uh, maybe that's that'd be a good thing, but I I do think it's it's getting to the point in the season where you're you're talking about these sorts of things. We're not ready to play. We need to come ready. Guys need to look inside themselves. You know, uh, Coach Carroll is is talking about you know the the, the whole offense is broken essentially. Um, when he came out mm-hmm. on a couple of interviews, and um, so yeah, I mean changes at this point need to be made because if you keep doing the same things, you're going to have the same results. And even on, on a team in Washington, uh, that we should have beaten, uh, you know, pretty, pretty well, we ended up with a walk off field goal to win. So we're just not, it's just not working. It's not coming together. Um, I'd like to see them just kind of force feed the ball, run the ball a little bit just to see if we can get some rhythm for Gino, um, and, and the play and play action. I think what we do really well off play action, but I'd like to see the tight ends get involved. Uh, guess how many snaps will Disley have in this game? Oh man. I don't want to look. <laughs> yeah. Will Disley had 15 snaps in this game. Considering what they re-signed him for and how much they're paying him. That's absurd. Yeah. Parkinson had 20. And that's been a, no that's been the thing all year. They've been they've been playing Parkinson a lot and Will Disney with no a results. lot less. Yeah. And Fanta had thirty three, but it's something's wrong. Like I don't know what has gone on. I don't you know, for me it's uh, it's a, it is some of a Shane Waldron thing. I don't know why. I don't I can't put my finger on it. I'm not an expert. At, at play calling or designing schemes, all that kind of stuff. But something's not working. I mean, we're ranked 30th in the NFL in third down conversions for a reason. We're scoring less, much less this year than we were last year for a reason. We've got the personnel. Will Disley had 40 catches last year. You know, he's got less than 20 this year. Well, um, and then fans the same way. <clears throat> yeah. um, no, we've been targeting our tight ends much much less this year yeah now you can attribute that potentially to trying to work uh in jigba in jigba into the offense a little bit more this year last year we really didn't have a third wide receiver option that was viable consistent um i don't know i i don't know keith 
nothing's nothing seems to be working. I think you're you're right in a sense that you can kind of pin this on Gino a little bit because he's the head of the he's the head of the snake. I mean, he's the guy that's got to make it all work on the field. He's got to get the ball to his receivers. He's got to be able to put the ball into a place where guys have a chance. At the same time, a lot of the stuff that's killing our drives are attempts to take the shots down the field. And those shots are not being successful this this season. Mm-hmm. Well, you take and, a look at the shots. The only shot that worked those. in this game was that Njigba one-handed grab. Beyond that, we had we were zero for whatever attempts at anything over 20 yards. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, an incredible catch. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I put that down I, as I mean, the uh, play of the game for sure. That was... That was a special. Um, I mean, we had three plays catch. in this game that you could call good. The Oscars is sixty yard kick, uh, kickoff return. Uh, Jordan Brooks pick six, and the Enzuba grab. That was it. That was it. That was it. Nothing else. Everything else was San Francisco. They could have won by m- much more. I mean, it was twenty four to three at halftime. Oh yeah, I mean, and, they... the, and, the, and the, it was lopsided. We were like uh, two hundred and. 25 yards to 16 yards. Um, they had three touchdowns. Seattle had one first down at one point. Yeah. They didn't even belong on the same field. Um, but then in, after halftime, the game was much more even. The defense yeah. played better. The um, uh, Did that give you any hope? It kind of does. Came out? Because they were able to come out and they they made some adjustments and they did some things that um, needed to be done, and I was like, okay, that was the um, more of the team that we expected. Now the offense still had its struggles, but against that defense, every offense is going to have its struggles. But mm-hmm. they at least did some things. You know what I mean? Like they they moved the ball, they scored some points, they had. Um, they had some opportunities to do some things and, and, um, and score some points. And so I, it does give me some hope because if you're able to move the ball at all against that defense, I think you're, um, yeah, I mean, it's just better. So, yeah. Interesting. So what, where do, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Um, to Dallas. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we go to Dallas. I, I, I honestly, I, I still have hope. Like I, I look at these games and I look at Dallas and Dallas has got, you know, a few issues that you can exploit here and again. Um, that the Seattle's gonna be able to prevail in one of these games. That it's all gonna come together. That Gino's gonna have a stellar game. We're gonna end up rushing for 165 yards, which we haven't done in a couple of years. But I just think it's just around the corner. Um we're going to be able to stop the rush again uh, like we did in the first eight games. That's just completely gone now and disappeared. Leonard Williams has really turned out to be a great player, a great addition, but nobody else around him seems to be doing anything. Um, the, the, you know, the guys in the back end are, are struggling um, just because I don't think we're, we're able to get a pass rush. Guys are able to sit back in the pocket, kind of pick apart our defense. So at some point, I just feel like it's just all going to work. Um, and maybe I'm just foolish. 
that way. But um, I'm hoping that the Dallas game is the game that it happens because we go back and play the 49ers again on their field, and then we've got the Eagles coming in. If there's a better team in the NFL at stopping the run than the Eagles, I don't know who it is. I think they average like 71 yards a game allowed on the ground, um, which is superior. Just amazing. But any hoodaloo. Anything else you want to cover in this show? Or do we just kind of move on and uh, come back together again, maybe for a midweek show? Um, games this week is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely preview that. But um, it'd be nice to be able to get together and just talk uh, with a little bit more distance between this game yeah. and, and that conversation. Yep, I agree. Um I, there's just not I mean what else are you going to say about this game this game is less fun than I thought um, I was going to do us a favor and our audience a favor by putting a couple days in between because this we're recording on Saturday morning I was thinking eh, you know a couple days get the emotion out of it and but you know what it's just it's still hard because what are you going to say you're right what are you what are you going to say mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so yeah, I mean, when your team comes out and, and just lays an egg against a good team when you need a win, um, mm-hmm. it's hard to, um, it's hard to be positive. I mean, I the loss was expected, but they needed to lose in a way where they looked competitive. That was not this. It felt like the Baltimore game again. Where you've yeah. got another team on the other side that's just at will can do whatever they want against you. They're just better, um, and they're just better. Yeah, and that's the hard. I think that's the hard part. It's just knowing that that we just we still have this gap, and and no real way to fix it in season. Um, so you just kind of have to hope for the best. Uh, a a bounced ball occasionally. Uh, you know a a, a turnover uh to help sway your team um to to victory and that's kind of a sucky way to approach each game um there's always you know that every game is is an opportunity but um i was just going to say there's there's next year i mean there's there's continued improvement um i don't know what else to to say i mean it's uh when you get beat down a couple times pretty severely in a season that doesn't happen very often in the NFL. It's pretty much a parody league, but there are teams that just stand out and we're not there. We're not there. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. The show is Seahawks Playbook podcast. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button. We've got our own YouTube channel. Uh, when you find that, hit the subscribe button, share it, leave a comment. Um, always good to interact with our listeners there. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NWSeahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.
Social Podcast Network.